G'day, mates. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Coming up in the show, we preview the um, games coming up in the week very poorly. I attempt to preview Samoa and Fiji very poorly, um, plus Argentina, the things we didn't get to, to in our normal preview. No one's talking about Japan. Um, plus, we talk about technology and sports. And uh, is there anything else we talk about in this podcast? Wales. Wales. We're talking about the team or the animal? We talk about the country Wales. This is the Banter Lads from the Supersport Dojo. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by uh, Sanjay. Don't know him. what's your middle name. I don't have one. What? <laughs> no, because my dad. Was going to give me a middle name, but my older sister didn't get a middle name, so my mum said I shouldn't have a middle name if she didn't <laughs> get one. Should, should your older sister would feel um, yeah, like she missed out? Because I was going to be my dad's name was going to uh, be my middle name, but do you yeah. want a middle name? No, it's actually better with like most people don't. Oh, most people do have a middle name, so it's better without one. Feel like a rare commodity yeah that's true you're yeah. a rare, rare diamond i guess you, yeah. uh, you save time when you have to fill in like the yeah, passport re-entry into new zealand yeah just full first and last name sanjay he's got a lot of nicknames the war the captain the legend um i'm also joined by uh matthew i forgot your call he's like eugene or something hey eh? what's your middle name what what's your middle name <laughs> michael michael matthew michael cook <laughs> yeah that's a fucking weird name why that should be your full, full name matthew yeah, michael cook double m and m yeah m and m cook but also i reckon if you're going to go straight up the middle with your first name what your parents have straight mm. up the middle. i know your parents might listen to this so i'm going to give them some criticism right now you went straight up the middle with matthew that's fine that's good play it safe but then the middle name you got to go flamboyant now see michael is my dad's name so it's the it's the sanjay patel father situation oh, yeah. My yeah. dad and actually, they wanted to keep a biblical. Yeah, my dad followed Matt through as well. I think that's weird move from your dad being like, "Do you know who's awesome? Me. I need to name this boy after me." Yeah, yeah, but that's what my dad wanted to do, but he didn't get his. <laughs> but your mum opportunity. Said yeah, no. My mum vetoed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say both your dads are weird. What's your middle name? Malachi. Fucking, yeah, G- Malachi Jones, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, that's fucked. Because in um in in Catholicism, you're supposed to take the name of a saint. So oh, when yeah. you turn fifteen, you actually get. A saint on there, and Thomas Aquinas. He was actually one of the first political scientists. He's he, a philosopher. He's one of the least dumb people in the Catholic Church, so that's why I chose him. I think he he philosophized. He defended the church, right? He tried to come up with reasons that God exists through thinking. Perhaps, but he also hopefully doesn't have a record of having sex with children, and that's <laughs> that's my biggest. He definitely for does. Him. I don't know if you call it a record. He wasn't like trying to get the highest record. <laughs> so this is a. Um, this is a rugby-based podcast. I've actually been listening to some of our competition this week, and oh, yeah. I hate to tell you guys, I think we're probably the worst rugby podcast in the world. No response think? to that? Do you think? <laughs> but we're the best pop culture slash rugby Yeah, we're the podcast. best at putting in fringe pop culture things. Even even listening to like The Breakdown, the major New Zealand rugby TV show and podcast, they... Um, did you, have you watched the breakdown this week, Sanj? No, I didn't see it. It's Jeff one. Wilson and Mills Molina. This is bleak. I know, I know they spent a lot of money flying them to France, and that's mm. expensive for New Zealand. But they're standing on um, bar leaners in a closed cafe that doesn't even look good. Like, the umbrellas are closed behind them. There's no one yeah, there. Yeah, you can't tell it's France. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it looks like the viaduct in Auckland is so bleak. But it's a podcast, so you can't no, it's see it. No, a TV it. show. They, they do, ah. yeah, t- but the, I think they also do a podcast as well. And At the same time. 
At least broadcast the audio from their TV show. Wow. Oh, so we should put a camera in here. We sh- yeah, we should be. Man, the people want to see this. This is we're in luxury right yeah, now. Yeah, they want to see guys bare feet. <laughs> They'd love that. Right now we are broadcasting from. We're actually in France. Um, we're in the Bordeaux region, which is known for its wine, I believe. Mm. And um, we're currently on a, in a beautiful villa overlooking the. Is Bordeaux near the water? Yeah, I think so. Our Bordeaux is. We're looking. Ne- we're, ne- we're looking. Ne- we're overlooking some water. We're not sure if it's a lake or the ocean because that's how big this water yeah, we are looking at is. We want to consider we're actually in Monaco, which isn't part of France. We've actually changed where we're from, actually. We, I actually got confused when I said Bordeaux, or that we're actually in Monaco, which is home of the Monaco GP. Yeah. And also home of much tax evasion. Yeah. And also um, Charles Leclerc, who was a F1 driver. Yeah. Do you ever watch those videos? Do you ever watch those videos where it's like, how did this country become rich in such a short amount of time? And the answer is always it just became a tax haven. Oh, yeah. And rich people invested there. <laughs> and it doesn't mean the country is rich. It just means it's now a tax haven and it has a lot of money in it. Um, we're doing rugby analysis. This is, I guess, the preview show. Plus, we're going to wrap up our analysis of um, Samoa, Fiji, and Argentina and maybe other. What teams did we miss when we did our original preview? Well, I mean, we only briefly touched on the Wales, but... Um we can touch on some more whales, I guess, okay. as we go. I um, I felt bad because um, I always want to be the change. I'm like, it's so pathetic how the rugby world only focuses on, you know, the the big the big four or five nations in Europe, and then the tri nations or four, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, and that's it. And teams like Fiji and Samoa go, get ignored. Mm. But then we went and recorded our podcast and immediately ignored Fiji and Samoa. So I felt awful about that. And then. I was actually in charge of doing the research for Samoa and Fiji. I have somehow, this is embarrassing to say, lost my notes that I made a week ago. But I remember the coaches Mapusua, uh, yeah. Highlanders legend. So that's, that's pretty much all you need to know. They're a team that's looking good. And uh, Tonga, that's coached by Tutaikefu, a Wallabies legend. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. they got a lot of, both teams have a lot of like yeah, famous names that New Zealand fans will definitely know. Um, but I want to start with New Zealand, um, just because, you know, this is a New Zealand-based podcast, and it's been really interesting this week. The New Zealand media, we a loss happens, we react very poorly, and then after that, though, I feel like we rewrite the narrative to be like, hey, losing to France actually wasn't that bad. We're, like, leading the World mm. Cup in, like, player meters gained or something like that, mm. and we were up, we were, we were up and had scored two tries up until... We fell apart at 60 minutes or whatever the stat was. Mm. Um, people have really spun it to be like, hey, maybe New Zealand's actually not that bad after all. I mean, you have to. Mm. At the start of a World Cup, you have to search the tea leaves for hope, right? And rugby is such a fickle sport because pl- they play so few games. It's not like football. Like, I was just looking back through Samoa um, analysis, just, just want to look at their previous games. And like they've played since the last World Cup. The Samoa, because of COVID, has only played like... Maybe eight games, is it? Ten games? One, two, three, four, nine games since their last uh, World Cup game where they got hammered by Ireland. So, like, it is a very small sample size to go on with a lot of these combinations. And I was listening to a podcast recently, a rival podcast, I won't say what they are, um, one much superior to this one, that was claiming that um, they're interviewing an expert... Um, analytics company that was claiming team cohesion and chemistry is like the most defining uh, characteristic of a good team. 
and they've been going through all the World Cup winners. Um, looking For rugby? At, yeah, like bring it, having a team together as a mm. unit. Yeah, so I've, at, see, I've heard that, um, that study been done on different teams, so different J- sports. So Japan had amazing success um, in uh, 2019 and 2000 and... What was the one before that one? Uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah, by, South um, Africa. By literally having just one team that plays. Chile is another good example, who got hammered by America, put their whole team into one team, played together as a unit for like a few games, and then mm. came back and actually narrowly beat America to qualify for the... But maybe World that's Cup. why um, Argentina weren't so good this time around, because they used to be the Haguares. Yeah. And basically the whole Haguares team was the Pumas team. How, is, how are you feeling about your pronunciation of Haguares? I had there? no idea what he was trying to say initially. <laughs> Is the that ja- how you actually ja- say it? It's yeah, Jaguars, oh, well, eh? that's how the people yeah. on the breakdown say it, so I'm <laughs> trusting them. Well, those guys are in a cafe leaning against the Marlina, <laughs> so they would know. But, I mean, they did make the um, Super Rugby Final against the Crusaders, so, yeah, they were such a good team. But, yeah, once COVID struck, then they're out of the comp. Mm. Same with the Sunwolves. They're out of the yeah. Super Rugby comp. It is, it is such a shame because it is New Zealand rugby has that hard thing where we're a tiny market, a tiny country. Mm. You know, Australia doesn't need us. It would make more sense for Australia to leave New Zealand out. But that's what they tr- were trying to do, weren't they? I would support, th- I would support yeah. them doing that, actually, because they're a much bigger country, and all New Zealand does is just fly over there and just hammer them. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no, I guess, I guess the, the advantage is they get to play a higher standard of play, but mm. when that higher standard of play isn't you know, showing any results for the Australian national team, then why are they bothering doing it? What's in it for them? Australia doesn't care about rugby, though, is the other thing. They used to. Yeah. It's gone downhill. Like, they, yeah. they have, it's a comp- fiercely competitive market. Like, even football is back on the rise in Australia. Yeah. Um, but AFL and NRL are slick organisations mm. and have just blown them out of the water, unfortunately. Yeah. But it makes sense for New Zealand to really aggressively target the huge market of Japan and mm. wealthy market and the massive market of Argentina as well. So... It's a shame they've lost those teams. Although I think they're going to come back. That's what the Argentinian um, rugby boss said from 2026. They're going to come back into the Super Rugby. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right. So maybe the return of Argentina, maybe not this World Cup, which I thought they would be good at, but yeah, hopefully by next World Cup. Well, they're, back they're not to out best. yet, to be fair. Yeah, but... They pick up a result against Samoa. Mm. They just look. They're all good. They just look shit, though. Yeah, they were like, like yeah. I said last. But who looked good? No team, apart from England, yeah, but South, South like, Africa, and Ireland. I mean, that's quite a few teams. Three. But Argentina look really bad. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could change week to week, and I guess that's the that's the positive of having a long time in between games. Yeah. It's like teams can rewrite their history. And the All Blacks squad was announced, and. Um, Interesting that they are not going for that strategy of combinations. They're going basically for a new squad. Yeah. And I love to see Demi McKenzie and um, Cam Roygaard getting a chance. Yeah. But you're like, is this just the B type team just like filling in minutes? Because if you ask me, I was like, we need more time with Wonga yeah, um, working with his back line to try and get into shape. Do you, think- but you never know. Like, if they play really well, like Damien McKenzie plays really well, <laughs> he might be considered as the number one 10. Surely Even though not. it's against Namibia. I don't think you could ever... Con- New Zealand have to beat Namibia regardless of any team they play um, or they field, right? So any any result yeah. wouldn't give any of the players much credit, surely. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to imagine. I feel like they're just resting players. And I do think injuries and um, 
injuries and red cards and yellow cards are going to be a huge yes. factor in this tournament. Yeah. But New Zealand's biggest problem is not injuries and stuff. I guess they got, I guess they're quite hampered by injuries, but their biggest problem at the moment seems to be just like cohesion and strategy and confidence even. Yeah. Yeah, running in a few tries against Namibia might be good for them. Um, really, on a positive, yeah, Roy Gard. Yeah. Like, we've been complaining about that little ginger dude they got scamp- sc- sc- uh, scampering around there for I weeks I feel like now. he's been hard done by. No, he's not. He, he is. Gut- we watched that game. Okay, he comes on, he fumbles a ball, he gets yeah. smashed I mean, who wasn't tackle. fumbling it? Yeah, that's true. What I did like is he came on and just fucking had a go. He came on with a bit of... <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is the All Blacks. It's not about coming on and having a go. But he showed a little bit of spirit, to be fair. Everyone else was fucking, oh, I don't want the ball. I've got, you know, what Who I are we talking for, about here? What's his name? Finley Christie. Finley, Finley yeah. Um, he comes on and demands the ball. When he had the ball, yeah, he wasn't doing much with it. <laughs> but at least he had the confidence to go, hey, I'll have it. Yeah. No, no one else out there looked like they wanted the ball. Yeah. It's... Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about Finlay Christie? Um, I mean, I like the Blues, so I try to oh, support him. But like, uh, yeah, he didn't play that well. Who um, did though? Yeah, like saying who did, but he's not giving Rangers a good name though. Yeah, but playing that bad. It's a it's a it's Can a heavy cross Rangers? to carry. Yeah, that's why Australians call gingers. Yeah, because it's from orangutan. You can say, you what? can say, it's yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, that's what they call yeah. Redheads. You've heard rangers. No, I didn't know the the history of the word. And you're like, can you say it? Like, it's pretty offensive. But I don't. I don't consider um, people with ginger hair to be a massively persecuted group. Do you? Yeah, they, they get just psychologically. They're more not, sensitive not to pain. pain. That so is, is this stat real? Bullying hurts them more. No, is this is this stat real though? Yeah, I don't I'm pretty know. sure it is. I no. they get sunburnt more, but that's all. But even pain, they they experience pain more. Sancho, you don't have to work with Matt every day, but he is slipping into a world of misinformation. <laughs> he's been these are the facts he's hit me with recently, with no evidence to back it up. Yeah. He saw an Instagram story claiming that um, burning candles was really bad for you because of something like something wax or like seraphin wax oh, or something yeah. like that. And then this week he's like, oat milk is terrible for you because of the oil it has in it. Mm. Every week he's got some weird. That makes sense, theory. though. Of course, it makes sense. But you're like you're like an anti-vaxxer going like, I don't know what's in the vaccine. That makes sense. No, but I trust the doctor, right, to give me the stuff that makes me survive. Yeah. I don't trust a massive factory who's producing a million candles every day. They don't give a fuck about what you breathe in. Big candle. Yeah, big candle. What about? I do trust. I mean, there's oat milk. There must be forty-five little organic brands out there. Surely a couple of them are half good for you. Yeah, I, it depends on the oil that's used. Apparently, rapeseed oil is better than the standard canola oil. I realise that is the word, rapeseed, but I'd prefer yeah, I, hey, did, I, d- I didn't want to say it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't say it again on the podcast. <laughs> I thought it was just called canola oil anyway. I thought that was the same thing. You think it's the same? Whoa, that yeah, would be a mind look fuck. on your computer. It was canola oil made out of rapeseed, is that what I'm pretty sure that's the same thing, but I don't want to um, do misinformation, so... I'm just I, it does make sense that they want to there. rebrand it because you would not want to call it rape oil, would you? Wow. Technically the same product. Yeah, this one, yeah. Wow, we are learning. Thank you, Sanjay. Yeah. Sanjay, you'll be nominated. Every day we should have the smartest person on the pod. Matt? What are you on about? I told you <laughs> oat milk's full of canola oil and you're like, nah, it's not. I, I'm not. I didn't say it wasn't. I was just saying, is that really a bad thing? Yeah. If it's something that you're replacing milk with, right? Water's better. Well, because they sell oat milk like, oh, it's the better alternative, but it's full of oil. You're just mm. drinking an oil smoothie. Is oil bad for you? Yeah. Surely. Th- this is, you you've know got this. no, you've come here with nothing. 
I want to hear like fucking if you're a drinking, Guardian news if you're article oil. or like a like a university, a, 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 like at least Waikato yeah. University level research paper. Yeah, Waikato uniform. If, if you're coming with like open open polytechnic, I don't want to hear about it. All right, I want Waikato minimum. Lincoln University, that's not going to cut it as far as I'm concerned. We'll get a friend of us, Dr. J, to write a report about it. Oh, shout out to Dr. J. Dr. J. Um, okay, so New Zealand is looking good against Namibia, um, and hopefully they can build some combinations with this mm. weird team they put out in the field. But I'm surprised they didn't put um, Ethan Black at it in the entire 23, though. He came over to... Mate, he's place. just got off the plane. He's still got to like... Yeah, but I mean, against yeah. Namibia, you would think even if he just got off the plane five minutes before the match started, they would have <laughs> played him. Well, it, really nice to see after about six months out with injury, um, David Habili oh, is yeah. um, back in the starting team. Yeah. And he felt like when the All Blacks were humming, mm. he felt like a key yeah, player. Yeah, I think he was, yeah, in the centres. And it, it even gave the idea, because the All Blacks love to run two first receivers... Mm. Um, people were saying like, "Oh, who's running the ship, Mwanga or um, Barrett?" Mm. Yeah. But now, but Haveli was uh, actually um, filling that same position, and he's a he's a Nelson College lad as well, which mm-hmm. is pretty pretty spectacular. I'd say the greatest Nelson College player ever. I'd say, who would you say? Would you go Wyatt Crockett? Yeah, he he played the most games for the Crusaders, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But but uh, I mean, he wasn't. It's it's funny how we underwrite props. It's like no one's even going to say the greatest player of all time is a prop or anything like that. It's no. like, there must be, is there a, who's a legendary prop? Is there even a legendary, because you hear legendary hookers, you got Sean Fitzpatrick yeah. for his leadership yeah. or Kevin Mialamu for his well, like, no, long history. Well, 90s All Blacks, so Olo Brown and who was the other one? Yeah, Olo Brown. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> one I can think of at the moment. Mm. Oh, come on, let's name a 90s All Blacks prop. This is hard. There must be another oh, person. Oh, Craig Dowd. That's an, Craig yeah, Dowd. Of, yeah. What about... Um, and there's currently another, who I think is legendary, um, all-black prop, but now he plays for Samoa, Charlie Form, Formiga. Was it Formoana? Uh, Farmoina? Oh, Farmoina, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a name like you can kind of get. I'm not saying I'm pronouncing it correctly, but um, Beatrice Farmoina. Yeah, this one. Um Legendary New Zealand. Well, let's start with Samoa well, then. Owen, eh? Owen Franks. Owen Franks, legendary. Oh, yeah, he didn't score a try at all for the All Blacks. You don't need to score tries, mate. Propping. It's it's undervalued. I'd love to one day learn about the art of being a great prop. But um, uh, Samoa, uh, I was going to say Samoana. Samoa. <laughs> um, uh, Samoa. Uh, shit, I wish I had my notes right now. Um, <laughs> coached by Mapusua. Yeah. Um, on the rise, just had a narrow loss to Ireland um, in the warm-up, 17-13. Little bit of a dark horse value, and now mm. after seeing the way Argentina was playing week one, yeah. Yeah, they, they get a, a nice they get yeah. a nice warm-up against Chile, and then Argentina in two weeks, and and I think um, uh, yeah, you've got to go. Samoa has a chance. Yeah, I think so, especially with the um, ex All Blacks in that. So um, the ex- like, yeah, L- Sopawanga's there. Another Highlanders legend, Lima Sopawanga, yeah. and uh, who, who's the other one? Who's the other all back in the team? Oh, Stephen uh, Luatua. Luatua. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to see the Pacific Island nations, even if Fiji did take that like brutal first blow. Um, but it's 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 
I would still probably expect Argentina to get up for it, but you uh, Samoa duck mm. dark horses. I mean, even against England, you go anyone can win on their day. But I suppose who's Argentina playing this week? Chile is it? No, it's not. A... Duh. I wish we'd done a little bit of research for this podcast, eh? But whoever they're playing this week, they can <laughs> redeem themselves for their performance against England, and then the. Yeah. Oh, here's a twist. They're not playing anyone this week. They've got a bye. They have a oh, bye. They've got the bye, so they can't redeem themselves. So straight to Samoa. So it could be a short tournament yeah. for them. Could They're be. in a Fiji situation. It's uh, a huge game. Yeah, it is. It's pretty exciting. That's that's two weeks away. This week the um the schedule is a little bit less exciting, but we want to preview Argentina a little bit. I feel like I pretty comprehensively covered Samoa right there. Um, Matt, you're looking nervous over there. Do you have any information for us about Argentina? He said, "He said, oh, I've already done Argentina. And I was like, if you did, you covered them so lightly. Yeah, look, it's hard. With, the, with that game, mm. it's changed everything. So a lot of my in-depth research has now... Void. Gone out the window. Yeah, yeah. It's expired. Yeah, you would have. We would have all probably picked um, Argentina one in the group. Yeah, yeah. that's why. And then they get ha- they just lose to England. They lost horrifically. Yeah. They had yeah. a man advantage the yeah. whole game. And they it was more of a a mental loss. Yeah, because and the, I think they regained a little composure at the end when they got that try. So I wouldn't write them off. I think. But I think the game was beyond them, so it didn't really matter exactly. to England if they conceded a try to yeah. Argentina at that point. I'll, 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 I'll say this: best uniforms in the competition. I think Argentina early favourites. France. It, France. Yeah. Both of their kits for the two cocks. Yeah. Nah. Two, home two and big away. Cocks. So, so yeah. Thank you, Sanjay, for nailing that joke. Two big cocks. They're actually not that big. Oh, well, the fur, yeah, the mascot. Oh, I mean, the um, the logo manufacturer. Is big. The, yeah, manufacturer's one's tiny. So Argentina classic Nike kit with um, it basically has a uh, a pretty huge um, collar mm. and um, yeah, really nice baby blue and white. But do you like because it it's just basically identical to the football team's one? What the football teams are horizontal stripes? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's no, football's vertical. Vertical, sorry. Rugby's horizontal. No, yeah. horizontal. Yeah. They're the opposite, is the point. France is very conservative. It's a tight t-shirt. With I th- it's the combo with the shorts and the socks, though. Yeah, but I mean, you're just saying you're basically just saying France kit every year is good, but you can't buy that and put it on and look good. It's like it's, it's just a blue t-shirt. But that's the thing: the All Blacks is just a black t-shirt, and they fucked it up. I, you know I don't think the All Blacks fucked it that bad. I don't. I don't hate the current current kit. What about the away kit? Ugh. Hey, no. Just for in terms of design, I would say France often has really good kits, but I'd say this current one is bad. It's just very, very. It's the blue t-shirt with a dark blue accent on the collar, two big cocks. There's not a lot to it, but I get what you're saying. That yeah. any kit, any team that has a different color shirt, shorts, yeah. and socks, Brazil being the best example yeah. with yellow, white, blue. Just, um, it's, it's the even, perfect yeah, combination. Even the collar, like it's just a nice, sleek. Looking shirt. I desperately wish the All Blacks would go back to white shorts. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that. Since Adidas took over, mm. they've gone all black everything, oh, including yeah. 2015, where they insanely claimed they did the blackest jersey ever. <laughs> so they made both the logo <laughs> and the Adidas logo black as well. Yeah. Everything was black. And it just looks like you're wearing a weird kind of like pajamas outfit. And I do wish... It, I wish the, the, the days of the... Like, the All Blacks haven't looked good. Under Adidas, I'd say. I'd say they were at their prime with um, Canterbury of New Zealand with a white collar, 
um, white shorts and a white top of the socks as well. Mm. Just provide a little bit of like something else. I'd be fine if Adidas, because to sell jerseys, you do need to change the kit every year. And that's why Adidas does, instead of doing actual good designs, what they do is they do these weird gimmicks. Like they had a, a French street artist design the, yeah, um, the, ferns. the horrific ferns yeah. that everyone hated on the All Blacks kit. You can't actually see those though. No, I've got and Yeah, you can't really see it. You can't really see them. And they're not that bad, but no. they just, it looks a bit weird if you see it under the lights that Adidas photographed them under. But um, yeah, I would say that just adding a second colour to the All Blacks jersey I think would be nice. Even if you put a gold I mean, if they ever won the World Cup again, you could give it like a gold accent somewhere. Mm. Maybe that's pretty garish. Maybe a silver, uh, a white, even a blue, like a little bit of blue. Or so. I don't know. It's But they've just, Adidas has just leaned very heavily yeah. into all black everything. And mm. it looks, it looks weird. Like just a sock that's just, a high sock that's just all black with no other colors. Mm. If they put three white stripes on it, I'm keen for that. But um, yeah, I think, I think at this year, at least they tried something with the collar. I like it because um, I always find a collar more flattering as a human being. Do you think? Yeah, I think the white kit's good. I think the opposite. Do you do you like the white kit? Um, so All Blacks white kits are traditionally bad because the, the accent color is black, which is hard to work with. But I think for as as far as All Blacks white kits go, that's the best they've had mm. since Canterbury of New Zealand. You, that's the type of T-shirt that you find in Save Mart. Mm. You know, you turn up, you go to Save Mart, you see this, and it's like some school rugby T-shirt from the eighties. Yeah, it's better than that grey thing that they lost to um, France. Yeah, yeah grey is grey is a weird colour for sport. I don't think there's any team that plays in grey that has ever done well. Manchester yeah. United Colors. famously had to get out of their grey kit midway through a game because yeah. they were getting hammered. What about the early the players 90s can't see each other. Black caps, they wore grey. Yeah, were they good? Do they win? Oh, they, I mean, they were better. Was it '92? They got to the semi. That was a cool looking kit as well. I'm always remembered. Um, basketball fans might remember the um, Dallas Mavericks in the 2000s released a kit that was not only grey but it was shiny metallic grey, oh. and they looked like trash bags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and again, I think people wanted to change them at halftime. Second best kit behind Argentina is also Nike, I think. Um, that is uh, the Flying Fijians. Um, again, with uh, basically the exact same kit as, uh, cut as the Argentinian, but it's just um, a simple white shirt. What the All Blacks should do, but reverse. White kit, black, um, black collar, black um, around the uh, biceps, and a little bit of... Um, Traditional Fijian, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a cloth, like a what do you call that? Like cloth that you put on a table, or um, I forgot what it called. Like a lot of people tourists buy them, uh, a cloth pattern um, under the arms a little bit. It's Fijian, yeah. Is it, nice. But the so collar good. here is just nice. It's a subtle yeah. collar with a high neckline. Yeah, great. New Zealand's one. Ugh. It's two nineteen seventies for you. Yeah. Well, I, what I thought about the New Zealand kit is the New Zealand collar. Is I was like, I would like that if it was a t-shirt I would like that cut if it was like a t-shirt to wear casually I'd be keen for that Argentina's away kit is very cool yeah dark blue white sash with the sash red accents red trim oh that's nice it's like a Mexican football team though isn't it (laughs) I don't know yeah it looks a little bit like um, Shivas Shivas yeah yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of I do like South Africa's home kit and their away kit it's interesting you said this uh, Matt because you liked their away kit I yeah, hate which is kit. very controversial. Yeah. Like people on the internet are hating it. They're yeah. calling it the, the toothpaste kit. It's just the color. I, it's actually one of my favorite colors. Mm. It's like a turquoise or like or like teal. Teal. It's got those diamond and arrow shapes. Yeah, I don't like it. They swung for the fences and didn't quite. 
um, win people over with it. The other weird thing about Savica is, of course, they're the Springboks, but they're not allowed to be the Springboks for the World Cup for some reason. Oh, was that? The All Blacks, I don't know, it's just like you've got to put your official Rugby Union's crest on there. Oh. So they have to put the Springbok on the, um, you're looking at the wrong one there. That's their like Rugby yeah, Championship kit. They have to put the Springbok oh, on the um, on the sleeve, which is quite a bit of a shame. Oh, yeah. Oh, what? I don't understand that. Man Khaleesi is uh, good looking. Yes. That's not a good photo of him, I admit. His <laughs> ears are low. His ear, man, is this the second time I've called a man very good looking? And then the Fijian captain um, is also very good as well. Mm. Waisia. Fuck, that guy is ugly. Who's the guy on the left of Khaleesi there? It's a Beth. It's a Beth. Holy fuck. That is unbelievable that the, someone in the South African rugby media department let him take that photo. Like, they, he needs his mum to come there and just like sort his hair out a little bit. Mm. Incredibly I don't unflattering. Think, to be fair, I don't think he knew that photo was going to be <laughs> the promotional tool well, for the what, jerseys. What did he think it was going to be? That's why he got his hand on his hips. He knew it was going to be for the <laughs> I think it just looks like a fan is taking a photo no, as they're walking by. That, no, he did, the, he did that in a proper studio and just put no effort into it. The All Blacks always take terrible photos as well. They always look like they're nah, surprised that they've never seen a camera That's on exists. the photographer. That's, that's not his fault. I think it is. Okay, well, let's, let's look at other photos of him and try and see a nice photo. I'm getting sidetracked from my um, my previews. Um, I mean, yeah, Fiji um, has the biggest game of uh, their history this week. Unfortunately, it's three thirty-five in the morning in New Zealand time on a Monday. They're playing Australia. Yeah. Um, do we give them any hope in how Australia was looking like potentially? Yeah, that, absolutely. That I mean, feet? we don't know that team yet the Australian team but I'm pretty sure he'll put the top team and he won't do what the other coaches done and like bring in lots of changes will he oh, no. Eddie Jones he'll put the top team against Fiji so then if the top team's playing then they won't have a chance Fiji but if for some reason he rotates the Wallabies team around I think that Fiji might have a chance no okay okay um what about this though like Fiji gets out gets a t- two quick tries I was going to say 14 point lead they can't kick. 10-point lead. You know, like, rattles <laughs> yeah, Australia yeah, yeah. a little bit. Australia's very young, very unexperienced. Fiji is big and fast, and they just, you know, almost... I mean, they kind of did dominate Wales. What was the final... The final tackle count was, like, 250 to, like, 80-something. Yeah. It was crazy. It's like, Fiji's bringing a lot of heat. Like, that could get away on... Any, like, on their day, I was like, Fiji could upset anyone. Also, that this is their World Cup... People said that about England. People said with England against Argentina, they're like, this is their World Cup. They mm. lose this, it's over for them. Mm. So they have to get up for this, and they did, and they delivered, even with a man off the field. And it's like, Fiji, everything is on the line here. Australia, they lose. They can go beat um, uh, Wales. Wales. Very <coughs> likely That's, to beat Wales. So Eddie Jones, 4D chess moment. Does he want to take out Wales? Does he... Lose this game against Fiji. <laughs> no. And then take Wales out and yeah. knock them out. Does he yeah. hate Gatlin? Does he have any beef with Gatlin? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it, Eddie Jones, last week against um, whoever hell they beat Georgia, that mm. was his first win in a coach yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think he, his bigger priority is just to not lose. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you know, you did... Oh, sorry, Matt, you're just trying to bring some content to the pod. You actually did raise, raise a spicy scenario. But I would say, <laughs> I, I don't know... Fiji, they're definitely in the dark horse territory, and it's such a shame because they lose that game and they are almost certainly eliminated. I mean, Sanjay, you, you threw out the perspective of maybe 
Georgia beating Georgian beating Wales or something. But then Georgia might have a chance of beating Fiji, Fiji as well. Absolutely. I just don't. I just don't think. I don't think Georgia looked that good on the weekend. I I know Georgia was supposed to be a kind of dark horse coming into it, but yeah, I think yeah. I mean, pray for Fiji, pray for uh, Samoa, but um, yeah, so far, unfortunately, ironically, the cards have fallen back to the old the old guard. We want, we thought this was the World Cup of upsets, but not so far. No, no. but it has been really. Hmm. We didn't expect England to win. <laughs> Upset. <laughs> oh, what, what I mean is we're going back to like the old powerhouses yeah, and stuff which, like that. Which is the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It, it gets me though, eh? It gets me. What about Tonga getting up for Ireland? Any chance? Probably not, eh? No. Because no. like Ireland would totally dominated Romania. And Romania, I don't think it's been that bad normally, especially in the World Cups, to have been okay. Ireland is looking sharp. Yeah. After one week of play, how much of our predictions changed? Like... I must feel say I'm feeling very shaky about picking New Zealand as the favourite, and I think anyone watching from afar would have to say France, South Africa, um, Ireland looking incredibly sharp. All of them. Still think. Yeah. By the time the knockouts, Ireland. Yeah, it's hard to know. I think. I mean, if they're playing the All Blacks in the quarter. Let's say South Africa beat Ireland in the group um, pool mm. play. I still think All Blacks will still. You think back to my that? phrase, have the wood on the island. <laughs> Especially like the history of just being knocked out in the quarterfinal stage, and they're playing the All Blacks, who they've they've had the wood on for the last what <laughs> six years, six seven years. Mm. I just don't know if you know the Sanjay, but wood definitely means boners. Yeah, but like. Uh, Matt saw it was a Kiwi and Aussie phrase. Apparently, we um we we haven't uh, heard anything about Japan. Do we give Japan any chance? Are they going to get up against England this weekend? No, no, I don't. I don't Fuck. think. It's, I mean, it's even against Japan. Chile, actually looked quite good. Um, for like maybe half of the game, or Chile has some sauce, eh? Like they and they played attacking runners. rugby as well. They yeah. were just kicking the ball away. Yeah. So I, I, so it's a little bit of a disappointing weekend of football. I hope I'm proven wrong. Those are the three games where there might... The rest of the games aren't really even worth talking about, but um, Tonga versus Ireland, Fiji versus Australia, and England versus Japan, you'd expect them all to mm. go the way of the traditional powerhouse, but those yeah. are the only ones where you can kind of sniff an upset. You can't imagine Namibia getting up against New Zealand. It's hard to imagine much, anyone else shaking, shaking the boat too much. Um... Uh, Matt, you you were doing just before um, Sanjay turned up a bit late. Matt was on this Google machine um, searching up um, rugby news. Did you get any news there? Just to see if there's any news out there that we might miss. What, what, what sort of news was out there? Nothing. We've covered it. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, I want to talk briefly about South Africa yeah. and um, the weird stuff they were doing. Razzie Erasmus. Oh yeah, the, the lights. Traffic was, light system was was shining lights from the coach's box. No, oh, yeah. so good. He's not even the coach. No. He's just this like mercurial nutcase <laughs> who just travels around just stirring shit. And um, he does memeable stuff all the time. Mm. Week one, he on Twitter, he unfollowed everyone except for the Scottish Rugby Football Union. <laughs> um, and then out on the field, he had... What, did he, explain it to me, because I, I saw a photo and I was like, what the fuck is going so on now? He had big lights. And whenever there were important decisions to be made on the field, he would signal a different coloured light, which would either, I don't know, help the decision makers on the field 
I don't know. No one knows. And he hasn't confirmed or denied any speculation. He's just playing mind games, he really. Is. What sort of light do you think it was? Just a big like traffic light. I don't know. Like, like was it like a light that you'd have on the top of a floodlight, a ship light, a... I don't know where he sourced it from. Yeah, because like, my question is going to be, is like, how is he powering it? Like, Does it plug into a wall? It seemed very large. Yeah. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing you can just get like a standard wall socket and just plug it in. Mm. Like, Does he have to bring a generator along? <laughs> is he burning a generator, like putting out petrol fumes inside the coach's box? Like, What's the scenario? Is it LED powered? Yeah, you can get pretty good LED. Like, Is it legal? Like, it doesn't seem it, right. It is legal, apparently. But the, the other thing is that people have said that you don't need to do that. Because all the coaches now have headsets, yeah. so you can easily get messages to, to the, the team yeah. discreetly. The fact that he's doing it publicly, <laughs> it's just a piss take, right? Yeah. He's just yeah, winding people just, up. Yeah, especially just to wind the other team up, I guess. It's pretty funny. Um, Matt's now getting on the Google machine to find out more things. Is there anything else that you would want to um, bring to our t- uh, 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 attention, Sanjay? Uh, yeah, I'd like to um, apologize for saying that Jack Horseman played Seabiscuit. He, in fact, played Secretariat. <laughs> was also a racehorse. I just got the two. They both begin with SCs, and I got them mixed up. So I don't want to be accused of um, spreading misinformation. We haven't had one good fringe um, pop culture reference in this podcast. There's still time. Not yet. There's still time. I, um, yeah, I... A little bit underwhelmed by this week after a, a stunning start to the tournament. Should we get into these? Uh, I mean, we've kind of already made our predictions, eh? Mm. I actually think I've covered everything that I want to talk about. I think so, yeah. Ugly the, uniforms. Um, I've got some discussion. Well, that's interesting. Thank you, Matt. So Matt's watching videos of Razzy holding his light. It's not as big as I remember. It's actually it's actually handheld and it looks it's, like it's battery it's powered. It's face size. It's size of someone's face. It looks battery powered as well, which is disappointing. I like the idea of him having a petrol generator in the office. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's so good. What a legend. He's got a headset on as well. Um, so, the, yeah, the chat I want to talk about. What happened to rugby um, wearable technology? Yeah. What happened? And give, me, give us an It doesn't exist <clears throat> in rugby. All the players now wear um, like GPS yeah, tracking on units back. on their back. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not talking about which that. I, which I, because that's a soccer technology. Yeah, I don't. You don't see that in um, in basketball or anything like no. that. But in rugby, I always think like, does that is it an injury risk? Like, is it annoying to have a big nah, plastic? No, it's, it's soft. Is it soft? Um, but I'm not talking about tracking technology. That's relevant. What I'm talking about is performance enhancing gear. Yeah. So football, uh, many other sports have gear specifically engineered to improve your performance in that sport. But rugby, it's gone. It's gone away. Because I remember. As a kid, um, the All Blacks came out with like grip technology on their shirts. On the jerseys. Oh, yeah. Where's that gone? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was England, Adidas trying to make a splash yeah. early on. But I, I, I think because they like, lost the 99 World Cup. Yeah, so I miss, I miss that. Kind of, even if it's like just shitty, um, it's a fad. It's, it's a, what do you call it? It's a novelty yeah. um, Wear, know, merchandise. Wearing kind of. finger, fingerless gloves. Yes, yeah, so I was going to bring that up. So yeah. England wore those in 2003 World Cup. Yeah. And they won the World Cup. But now they're gone. Why? And they're, they're still legal. Oh, I, th- I thought they got banned. No, they're legal. So you, you just can't have them going to your fingertips. Ah. Yeah. Um, but what like what is it about rugby that no one's pushing the but limit? What, what, give us other examples. Because I, I, you said football. I was like, football doesn't have any you know, wacky like, technologies. Um, boots. Like boots that are socks. They're very light. Yeah. Um, you know, like demon skin. 
for the people who want to put some swears on the ball. Like yeah. different sprig configurations. Demon skin. It was also um, uh, one of the most famous soccer boots, which is actually famous because Dan Carter wore them as well, is the Adidas Predator. Yeah. Which always made me laugh that name. It was like, what do I select this year? Should I get the Adidas Predator or should I get the Nike Pedo 5s? <laughs> um, but I went with the Predator. It was so good when I saw a couple of years ago David Beckham. They released the David Beckham Predator range, yeah. which is so lucky. He's one of the few like 90s celebrities that hasn't had some sort of dodgy mm. sexual history. And one of the shirts they released, David Beckham wasn't even modeling it on the Adidas.co.nz website. It was a David Be- Be- Beckham Predator jersey, which is a football jersey. Terrible colors. It was just basically, I guess, England colors. It was white with red text. And it was just a white shirt um, with three stripes on the sleeve. And it just said in big red writing, Predator across the front. <laughs> and I was like, who is buying this? Read the room. I was like, do the Germans not, is there a translation? Do they not realize how awful that piece of equipment is? Yeah, I, I mean. I, I bet you could buy those if you went to the um, Oni Hunger Outlet. The word has been hijacked, are. unfortunately. It's been yeah. There's just some words. You know, it's like grooming. You just can't. No, you can't, you can't say it. like I've been working on my grooming. It just yeah, sounds bad. Because predator used to be cool. I, I remember those boots. <laughs> I wanted predators. You want to be a predator? And yeah. I loved Alien vs Predator. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. Mid eighties. Yeah. Um, Alien vs Predator. Do you think that's where the name actually came from? It was like when did the first Predator boot came out, and when did when did the movie Predator come out? Because the Predator boots, I think, started nineteen eighties. The boots. It would have been like, you know, Mexico. When was the Mexico Football World Cup? Was that 84? 86. 86. I think that's when the first Predator, Adidas Predator boots came out. Mm. When did the Predator movie come out? It's around the same time, I think. Like, I always interested. So, to to give you a... It's it's actually been seen as... Okay, Predator movie came out 1987. Um, Oh. Predator boot. Let me look it up. Because um, some of those Predator boots back in the day, the ones Jonah wore and the ones Dan Carter wore, pretty iconic. Sorry, it's going to take me a while to Google this. Adidas Predator. Okay, introduced in 1994. I genuinely why. think, this is going to sound batshit, I, I think the movie Predator, movies bring words back into the lexicon. Yeah. And a perfect example of this is the Toronto Raptors were an NBA expansion team in 1995. Mm. And... There was a bit of talk about how they got such a shitty name. Um, and the, the correct answer is, and one of the guys who led the business consortium that she set up the Raptors said the biggest movie at the time was Jurassic Park, yeah, 1994 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And the Raptors were huge and that's how they got the name Raptors. And it has stuck. It's, it's kind of worked. You know, it's been around for long enough now that um, Raps kind of works as a nickname yeah, and stuff cool like again. that. Um, but they had very goofy imagery at the time. They were very memed when they mm. first came out. And it's exactly to the point of um, the Otago Highlanders as well. Yeah, same you with Crusaders. You know that was inspired by the movie no, Highlanders. Yeah, the, yeah. Crusaders with the Crusades. What was that? Is there a film? No, uh, just the... Just the just, Crusades. The Crusades. That's when the we're Crusaders talking were made. About <laughs> <laughs> Cutting people's heads off. <laughs> it comes it comes back from the uh, Crusades. <laughs> They're hot. And when you think of Canterbury, you actually think of the Crusades as well. Mm. Who could forget the Holy Warriors? <laughs> Storming through Rangiora down to Timaru. <laughs> Those were the days. But yeah, technology. Where's it gone? Yeah. It's everywhere in every other sport, you have people, um, players selling their their specific boots. Yeah. You don't have it in mm. rugby at all. Predator had it with Dan Carter where um, 
they're actually they're football boots, yeah. but Dan Carter was the rugby he face of it. them. So that's when so when Adidas um, took over being the sponsors, they tried. Yeah, they tried to take their their football kind of experience, and they were like, okay, Dan Carter, he's a player. Yeah, he can be our boot boy. <laughs> yeah, and ball. I oh, remember when Mertz and Dan Carter were testing out the new Adidas balls. Yes, remember those fucking weird balls that Adidas yellow came out ones, with? the yellow, the big ones. yellow, and yeah. they're like beach balls almost, like they're real wide yeah. and fucked. But I look back fondly now because I'm like, at least there's something different. You know, like trying. every four years we get a football World Cup ball, and it's fucking cool. Even though it's it's like, why are you changing it? Yeah, every it has a different character. Yeah, you don't get that in rugby. So, so, so no, I was going to say to the Predator book, the, the specific boot that Dan um, Dan Carter released is one of the dumbest gimmicks I've ever seen. I love novelty sporting technologies. I'm glad you brought this up. The Dan Carter boot had, I I swear this sounds like bullshit. They had changeable weights. I, I, I swear this is true, that you put in the bottom of the boot. So they made a clear panel on the bottom of the boot, and then they put in a uh, um, in the sock liner, which is the um, the bit that slides down on the foot of the boot, you know, yeah. just like that bit that slides out. They put a, a weight, and you could change the weight depending on how powerful you yeah. want to kick. Like, you'd never think of that today. Someone would say, make the boots he- that you have to run in heavier. Yeah. And it would have made so little impact on how hard you could I think kick. the, uh, I don't know, because I think the weight was movable. So as you swung your foot forward, the weight shifted forward very quickly. It's impressively stupid. Um, but at least the, they're trying. Well, here's a big thing for technology, is that rugby boots basically, they peaked in the, um, well, football boots peaked um, probably in the 1980s with the um, Adidas Copa, yeah. or rugby fans might know it as the Adidas World Cup. It's the same boot, just the difference is the base plate and the sprigs. Mm. The Copa has molded rubber, uh, a lot of small molded rubber sprigs, better for football, Whereas the World Cup, which is worn by Andrew Murdens and stuff like that, has um, replaceable plastic sprigs with metal caps. Yeah. But then in order to market speed and all that bullshit, um, both Nike and Adidas, I think it was actually the Adidas Predator where it started, released um, blades mm. similar to um, shark's fins. The early Predators were actually metal. Mm. That, that was banned for being too dangerous, but they yeah. still have plastic ones. And that was actually what counted an all-back player out of the World Cup because yeah. um, he got his leg scratched by a, um, a Nike yeah. football boot blade. Unbelievable. So, so yeah, I do I do appreciate that rugby is more dangerous and you've got to be careful with your boots, but I don't know, just put some, like, make some technology up. So I've noticed this in basketball because basketball is like the legendary gimmick. Yeah. Like Nike Air was the first and then um, Reebok pumps, mm, yeah. which hilariously, people don't know, the pump didn't actually pump up the cushioning. The pump only pumped up the um, tongue. It yeah. changed the fit, not actually the cushioning. That's cool. I like that, though. But there was a legendary moment with D. Brown at the 1991 slam dunk competition before he did his dunk. He goes, wait, 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 stop the clock. And he bent down and he pumped up his sneakers so before good. he did it. I um, think um, Pele did that as well. What? He did that. He um, had his laces undone before kickoff. And then, you know, the ref signaled to kick off. And then he was like, oh, hold on. And did his boots up. Yeah. Just so I think it was Nike could get that shot. Wow, that's yeah. evil. And, uh, of course, um, Ronaldo... When he lifted the Football World Cup, he wore his boots. He tied the laces together and wore them around his neck mm. to, so they could be seen in the photos, oh, yeah. which is obviously getting paid for that, but it's pretty funny. And when uh, Messi lifted up the most recent World Cup, he had his shawl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Qatar. Qatar from that religious yeah. shawl. <laughs> that was Qatar. so fucked. Um, but in terms of novelty technology and basketball, they've actually stopped doing it. And I, I just I think I think the answer to your question is... In terms of marketing, in the 2000s, it was all the rage. Yeah. 90s, 2000s, that was all the key. But now, um, 
those gimmicks have been so widely mocked. I remember um, Converse in the 90s released um, what they called Aerojam technology, which was just basically their version of Essex gel. Like, yeah. you know, just like some yeah, cool Nike looking Air. gel. Yeah. Nike Air, a knockoff. But the Aerojam was so poorly made that it would, um, not only would, they, would it burst on the court, but the liquid that came out of it was so <laughs> slippery, it would make the court unplayable. Wow. Like it would, it was like a genuine danger. So all those things just kind of have like, we all know they don't do anything. Matt, you're obsessed with the lightness of the boots. But when it comes to like, you get a basic lightness for a boot. You obviously don't want really heavy boots like they wore back in the mm. 1970s. But all the boots now are much of a muchness. You're not going to notice like milligrams off. It's cool to have a really light boot, but it's yeah. not actually. I, but, yeah. I mean, professional players would because you've got those um, Nike marathon shoes that do actually increase performance by 1% or 2%. And but, that makes a massive difference. But that's because yeah, they're running for two and a half hours. Yeah. And well, it's elite sport, right? But the, but the, strength, of those is, um, the strength of those is the carbon fiber footplate. It's like a spring. Footplate, yeah. And it may, may be illegal. It should be illegal, probably. If you're giving propulsion. There's definitely yeah. in basketball, they've, they've banned shoes. I'm, just, have... I'm trying to get involved in this Rugby World Cup. Yeah. And there's nothing I can buy to feel yeah. part of it. You know, yeah. you can buy like some ugly rugby jersey. Yeah, or rugby you, boots are really ugly. Like yeah, basically no one so makes ugly. rugby boots. Basically all the players just wear football boots with longer sports. Like do you buy them. a cool mouth guard? I don't know. <laughs> mouth guard technology has changed though. Mm. I've seen that. That's quite cool. Back, what what's cool about it? Well just when I was buying mouth guards, it was like a, a rubber strip that you just put in your mouth. Yeah. But now it's got like um different sections in within the, the mouth guard itself that protect yeah. the teeth in different ways. Yeah. I appreciate that. So uh, you don't even want one of those mouth guards anyway. Like you just want to go to the dentist and they'll mold you one that's perfectly to your teeth. Yeah. So like buying a gimmicky one with like gel technology or something is not worth it anyway. So, yeah. So you want to buy something for the Rugby World Cup. Do you remember um, Marty Sevilla was meant to wear those glasses during the game the last World Cup? Yeah. Because he was blind, but then he, as soon as he wore <laughs> it, he just ripped them off his head. Oh, did he wear some glasses for a little bit? Because he was meant to because he's like half blind or his eye was going blind or something fuck holy fuck hell. but he never wore them again was that a temporary affliction I'm not sure oh he might have got it corrected yeah I see training goggles they are sick I actually always wanted them fuck they look sick because he's also got like a high top fade he looks like a um, like a Mortal Kombat character yeah. from oh, the 1980s cool. so, so like he wore it like one game in the last World Cup but then he never wore them again because like in football you see it quite often people oh, yeah. wearing masks to protect yeah. you know fractured faces and that kind of thing but uh, yeah I understand rugby is such an intimate contact sport that it's hard to get technology into the game without it goggles make coming in between people a lot of players wear contact lenses but um, yeah. like goggles would make good sense as well because in rugby you get eye gouged Quite a lot. I know it happens in basketball. Famously, Sean Marks missed the legendary um, 2002 Tall Blacks World Cup campaign because he got scratched on the retina, and Ooh. that was a that was a big enough injury to keep him out. Which I was like, I was like, just fucking close your eye and play one eyed, brother. But um, anyway, um, in rugby, it must you must get a bad eye gouge all the time, yeah. like accidentally. So it's surprising goggles, yeah, don't don't work. Or even just like I don't know, like slippery shirts, yeah, or like Vaseline <laughs> on your arms. I don't know, like. There must be. I love the idea of technology that gives someone the edge. You know, like um, the Olympics in two thousands. Yeah. When everyone was wearing those full body suits. Yeah. Like that, I love that. It's like, yeah. what's the new technology that's going to give people a 2000 chance? Two thousand Sydney Olympics was probably the epitome. How good yeah, of technology, of novelty yeah. gimmicks, and Kathy of course Freeman. Yeah. Um, Oakley released the worst glasses of all time. They, they called them the over the top, which oh, was yeah. no, I like those. two circular <laughs> lenses, and then the um, instead of going around the side of the head like normal glasses, they went over the top of the head. <laughs> kind of clipped on the head, eh? 
it was very cool. Horrific. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. But yeah, um, and swimming, swimming bodysuits yeah. as well. Was that maybe the two, the Athens Olympics? Yeah, was? having like because um, swimming technology makes a huge difference. Mm. Um, I remember the Russians in one year in the Olympics famously had moustaches. Um, I think maybe it was the Americans came, or I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. One <laughs> of the it was Russia and America, yeah. and one of the one of the countries had moustaches, and the other team were were questioning and spying like, oh, why do you have moustaches? And then someone said it's because it improves performance. <laughs> and then, you know, the following swim meet, that country also had massages, yeah, even the ladies. <laughs> what? The ladies? Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're talking about, like, the use of anabolic steroids. <laughs> yeah, steroids, the Eastern yeah. German woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll just let you know that South African jersey does have a little bit of grip just below the Nike oh, logo. Yeah. Oh, they do. It's very subtle, but same with the England jersey. They got a bit of grip? Yeah, they've got, like, you know, little kind of things on their... Um, just below the pecs, I guess. Yeah. Where the ball sits. It's hard to tell if it's aesthetic or what. Yeah. Here's an idea. Um, it, it, Nike gets uh, criticized for their poorly constructed jerseys a lot. Mm. In football and in um, basketball a few years ago, they famously switched over from Adidas to Nike and there's a big backlash because players were having their jerseys ripped on court. What if you designed jerseys that were not durable in rugby? Because people get players scared by the jersey. jersey rugby jerseys are very mm. tough. I actually held off on buying the Fijian jersey when I felt the horrible material it's made of. Because mm. not only is it, is it made out of fucking plastic, which is terrible for the environment, but it feels like shit and it doesn't breathe. But the Fijian jersey is so strong. Mm. It like feels like a, like a potato sack almost. Like you cannot really? easily rip that. Yeah. Why don't you make a jersey that's easily ripped? Yeah. Why don't you make it out of Nike basketball singlet technology from 2016? Even just like Velcro, tear away. Yeah, like you have parts that yeah, just come off. become uncatchable. It's actually like such because you could just go, and then you could, um, after you've scored the try, um, delay of game, time-wasting. Yeah, wasting. chuck another one on. Yeah. What do we think of um, the time-wasting by um, Wales against Fiji? Um, did a guy get carded? We, oh, we couldn't quite tell. The guy who got carded for Wales, was he carded for time-wasting? Yeah, for kicking the ball away. Kicking the ball away. Yeah. Because Wales tried some shit, eh? They also got yeah. booed for walking back after a try, but mm, the, cl- yeah. the, the clock was stopped. But so this happens in a lot of sports. Like people are like it doesn't matter the clock stops. It does matter. Mm. Uh, momentum is a huge thing in sport. Yeah. And as soon as you yeah. break that momentum, you have the advantage. Yeah. Um, I've experienced that um, guy when we play football. You uh, you like to break the momentum. Do I? Yeah. Can I uh, real talk now before you probably throw out examples? I don't know, Sanjay. Sanjay, your eyes are lighting up. Do I break the momentum? <laughs> It's just the so. master of the dark arts. Can I can I say this right now? I, I'm not joking with you. I mean, I love shithousery more than the other person. I don't think I've ever intentionally tried to break momentum as far as I can think of. But if you can give some examples of what I've done, well, they'll be know, like maybe. Yeah, no, accident. like in the in the most recent when we had our knockout games. Yeah. Um, and you handled the a shot. No. Yeah. Are you trying to wind me up again? No. <laughs> just to let people know what they did. I was in goalkeeper. It was small goals, so it was no. Your goalkeeper doesn't use their hands, right? And someone cleared a shot like about four, like two meters over the post. So I jumped up and grabbed it with my two hands so he wouldn't have to go grab it. Mm. And that was just, it was just so I didn't have to go grab it. That was yeah. the main thinking. But you reckon I was doing that to time waste or to speed up the game? Because you guys were behind. It honestly wasn't my, th- it honest, I promise you it wasn't my thought. Yeah. You remember, you, you're using that as a narrative and I, it does, it sounds to listen like that. There was a fence behind me, so it would have just hit the fence. It was just to save, like, it would have saved, like, three seconds maximum. Yeah, but it's not the time I'm talking about. It's momentum. So you leave. We didn't goal. have momentum. We were losing. No, we had, I had momentum. Yeah. So I wanted you guys 
to break like no sorry i wanted you guys to break your comeback with like little kind of pointless errands to get the ball that kind of thing oh so you were trying to do dark arts on me yeah because you accused me of a huge thing there it's like i honestly don't think i'd ever maybe i would but like yeah i always i always just want to play the most football possible so i'm like i always just hurry up run get the ball let's get it back and play you know I honestly don't think I'd do that. But yeah, I, I understand it at a high level. And I, it, it's funny thing about time-wasting is it's cool when your team does it. It's not cool. Oh, yeah. Mm. In football, soccer, it's just part of the game now, yeah. unfortunately. I think it's every sport. It's so widespread. But well, they're rugby, meant to um, add the time now, the refs in yep. Premier League, their time waste. But it's still the same. It's momentum. Mm. Like, yeah, what's 10 minutes of value when you're, you know, teams go through phases. In any sport, there's always phases of play where your team is on top. And it's the teams that capitalise when they're in those phases that usually win. Right? We saw that in the All Blacks at the end of the first half in the France game. Yeah. Um, they were on top and they fucked it up. Yeah. Huge. Like, that's a huge turning point in the game. Yeah. Um, you have to cap- capitalise on those moments of ascendancy. Yeah. And if you don't, you lose. And so when teams fuck up those moments through time wasting, yeah, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll put the time back on. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. You should be penalised for breaking that moment yeah. for that that stage in the game. One really annoying thing about rugby fans is that they think that the rugby is some sort of gentleman's game. Mm. Even though the history is like gouging each other in the eyes and rucking each other <laughs> on the head, they love to think that it's like honourable and other sports are dirty. Yeah. Even though New Zealand has been accused of being horrible cheats for, you know, the last 10 years. It's like, it was, it was something that followed Richie McCaw mm. most of his career. You know, whether it be like dirty play and the breakdown around the rucks or something like that or... Um, dangerous tackling, um, but rugby likes to think they're above it. So they, so I guess it's booed when teams are perceived as time wasting. But um, in basketball, you call it clock management because, yeah. <laughs> but no, 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 because you can't. You just get allotted twenty four seconds. Yeah. So you can do with it what you want. But obviously, if you're ahead and protecting a lead, you want you don't want to start your um, going for a shot. You want to run it down to the last eight exactly, seconds. Yeah. And you can. But on yeah, the flip okay. side, though, on the flip side, though, when you do do time management. You get to a point where you can't actually, you actually, it fucks up your own flow mm. because you're just dribbling the ball out um, for the first uh, 16 seconds of the shot clock. You actually don't have a good offense. Yeah. So if you stop scoring, though, it can allow the comeback. Yeah, that's true. And the other team, obviously, on defense, you can control the clock by fouling or not. So yeah. it just becomes like, I like yeah, that, though, because I, like, I like that they're, it's part of the game that yeah. people appreciate and it, it's, it's part of the strategy. Yeah. Whereas in yeah, other sports. It's not celebrated, no, but it's just, it's, it's something you go, oh, that's what they're doing now. Yeah. yeah. And rugby, I guess, I guess you're not used to seeing it, but um, Wales, they were, they were fucking tired. It was fucking hot. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago, Fiji is flying at you. Mm-hmm. They had to kill every, every element of the game they could. And it's, it's interesting because it's like, I love time wasting when it's my team doing it. If the All Black doing it, great. When it's Wales doing against Fiji, I'm like, fuck those mm. dirty cheaters. And you've just got to accept that every team naturally yeah. is going to go slow. Yeah, yeah they're one to win. That's when the they're up. Thing, yeah. Yeah. It's the World Cup. It's your nation. Yeah. You're going to push, push like, to the limit. In Wales, rugby is probably as big as it's here. So, is it? Yeah, that's the national sport. Is it? Yeah, rugby is. Yeah. Surely football's bigger no, than rugby. They're not good at football. No. Maybe Gaelic football. No, I'd say like Wales is better at football than they are at rugby. You remember football's way harder to be good at in rugby. Like Wales is top ten in rugby, but it's like anyone who play, you know, you know. Yeah. But I mean, there's not there's barely it, ten like, countries that play it. Whereas Wales, what would they be in football? Like top thirty? Yeah, it's a on, much on bigger day, accomplishment. Yeah. You know, they go to 
Gareth Bale, like, or is that their is that their one golden generation? Yeah, one, just yeah. recently they've been good. They made the World Cup, I guess. Yeah. No, Making, but, yeah. Oh, Ryan Giggs, I guess. Well, but no, rugby's traditionally a massive game in Wales. Is it? Yeah, yeah it they've is. never been good ever. So, I mean, they've come what third or fourth? Yeah, they've they've had a few times in the World Cup. Yeah, have they? Yeah, yeah. Well, last World Cup they were fourth. But they're like, yay, Wales came fourth. And you're like, it's like Scotland. Like, they're like... Yeah, I mean, they're a small nation. Yeah, so is New Zealand. Yeah, but New Zealand, everyone plays rugby. Okay, I'm going to Google right now Wales playing numbers for rugby and Wales playing numbers for... I guess, I guess New Zealand playing numbers will be higher as well. And we also steal from all the Pacific nations. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, most popular sport, Wales. Wales football's pretty big. You know, Cardiff FC or something like that. So Wikipedia says football. Most played sport in Wales. I mean, these are. It's funny when you Google like statistics and like the, the website that comes up is yeah. sports quotes and facts. It doesn't seem very reliable. But anyway, what is Wales' national sport? Traditionally, rugby union has yeah. been viewed as the national sport. Oh. oh, a narrow lead over football, but it's pretty. Well, I suppose close. Yeah, so way close, more, but, way but, more but, people play football. Yeah, but I mean that makes sense. Football is a much more accessible. But I would sport. say, like, out of all the um, home nations, rugby would be the biggest. Out of all of them, for Wales, then like England, then mm-hmm. Scotland, or yeah. Northern Ireland, like rugby those, is those their would be today. Fo- football. Whereas Wales would be more rugby. Yeah, yeah. I think even New Zealand rugby um, participation isn't very high. Tiny, no. yeah. So if you're doing that measure, then New Zealand's not a rugby nation either. Yeah. But in terms of support, yeah, rugby's king over here. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying football is pretty big there. So according to this poll that this shitty website's saying, rugby edges out. Edges out football. I don't mm. know. Well, it's interesting to know. But yeah, just in my lifetime, that I've kind of seen them as being. Easy but they beats. are pretty passionate about rugby. That's the thing. And they have potentially the best rugby stadium in the world. Oh yeah. Uh, Matt's looking. Uh, Matt's gotten out of his seat, which is interesting because he's injured. Just to have a good old look at the clock. You ready to wrap things up? Oh, I'm just seeing how how much content we've delivered. <laughs> how much content <laughs> have we delivered? About an hour. Is that is that about en- enough to call it a night, I reckon? Yeah, probably for a preview show. For a preview, yeah. I yeah. think we've Especially previewed. with like only one <laughs> big game. Oh, but so. you, the, the level of in-depth analysis that we give to the mm-hmm. consumer uh, is yeah. just like, it's second to none. Yeah. We're rising the ranks. I reckon by the end of this podcast, we could be the second worst rugby podcast in the world. I think we're pretty good. I think we offer something very different. Because I, too, have also listened to our rival podcasts, and they're all the same. They all suck. No one's talking about the technology that's missing in the rugby. Yeah. Yeah, you raise a great point. So if you did enjoy the podcast, um, please, we'd ask you to, um, if you could review us, but only review us if you're going to give us five stars. Don't review us if you're going to give us four, well, three. Good, yeah, give us five stars, and then say whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> right. This fucking sucks, but as long as it's five stars, that's and most we, important. Uh, we will review our favorite reviews in the next podcast. Wow, that's <laughs> exciting. Thank you to the people who have already reviewed the podcast. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and please uh, spread the word. Tell your friends. This has been um, the Banter Lads Rugby and Mental Health Chat. We still haven't done any mental health, ch- health chat, but we're, we are here on the Supersport Dojo, which is located in Monaco in France. Or well, Monaco's, Monaco's own country. not free. It's, it's independent. It's fucking France, though. What a bunch of cunts. I'm sorry, but Monaco can get fucked as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sandra Patel. I've been Matthew Michael Cook. Matthew Michael's pretty sick. I'm going to call you that from now on. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and Kelda and uh, Kia Kaha. Goodbye.